0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the 250th edition of the Legal Motion College Football Podcast. In Nashville, Tennessee, I'm the professor, Matt Perkins, and a slant and go across the Harpeth River from me here in the Music City, it's our own offensive coordinator, the coach, Corey Burton.
1: Well, with as much snow as we're getting, if I tried to run a slant and go right now, it would be kind of dicey. I'd probably die, but uh, glad to be here with you guys. Man, it's uh, episode 250, so we're, we're inching up. We're inching up there. We're getting closer to half a thousand and then before you know it we'll blink and then we'll be at a thousand and we'll probably all be millionaires at that point
0: i can certainly hope so coach uh, quick tangent what is the best route to run in uh, th- in this kind of weather
1: uh the the route to your tv
0: all right i like that yeah. well uh, a man who knows a fair bit about his tv our third amigo in the second city he is also the man who taught me about larry station this past weekend it's our intrepid blogger from big ten and counting Josh Cook.
2: Yeah, it's good to be back. We usually take a couple weeks at the end of the season to regather ourselves, game plan some off-season shows, but uh, thanks to spring football in the FCS, our first off-season show really isn't an off-season show. It's a preview show.
0: Hashtag there is no off-season. There we go. I like it. I like it. Um, Well, before we jump into the show, we want to remind you guys that we here at Illegal Motion are sponsored by batonline.ag. Uh, football, at least NFL football, might be over. FCS football's here. But the NBA, college basketball, NHL are in full swing. Uh, plus, over at Bet Online, you can even take a gander. Get some wagers wages in on awards, TV shows, reality TV, you name it. Bet Online has hundreds of props with real time odds on almost anything you can imagine. Plus, there's always the 24 hour online casino. It never closes. So, head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit over at betonline.ag. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, gents, it's been a minute since we were together, uh 3 weeks by my uh by my calculations, but uh we are here at the start of the second season of the 2020 2021 college football season. FCS is kicking off this weekend. So we figured we might as well uh take a walk down that road. You guys who have been listening for a while know that we always love talking FCS football. Now we get to dedicate you know, an entire you know, segment of the year to it, which is really nice. And although a couple of the, the big name players and bigger programs have opted out of the season, uh, including the quarterback for the number one team in the country, North Dakota State, uh, there's still a lot of really interesting teams and really good action. Going on across the country. Uh, Today, we're really going to be focusing in on the three conferences that are starting this weekend that is the Missouri Valley, the Ohio Valley, and uh, the SOCON. Let's start in the MVC with the reigning national champions north dakota state they have won i believe eight of the last nine titles if i'm not mistaken they had one game in the fall against central arkansas which they won wasn't the prettiest game in the world but their quarterback trey lance has declared for the draft he's projected to be a top 15 pick this spring so north dakota state though josh we assume that they will just keep on rolling
2: Yeah, and I mean, uh, Trey Lance wasn't their only departure. Left tackle, uh, Dylan Raduns, also off to the NFL. So uh, they've got a lot to replace, but just like Clemson and Alabama, they've got the depth to replace that. So they're still the odds-on favorite in the Missouri Valley. They're still the odds-on favorite for the entire national title. So it's just a matter of how quickly do the new Pieces get kind of acclimated and worked in. Um, their schedule also kind of sets up to be fairly favorable. Um, they have both Sandy, uh, San Diego. They have both South Dakota State and Northern Iowa. The projected to be the two other best teams in the conference. They have them the penultimate week of the season and the final week of the season. So a lot of time to get ready for those monster games
0: yeah absolutely and uh, we we should mention that uh, indiana state has opted out of the season this year now uh to be fair they probably weren't going to be in the running for at the top of the conference with north dakota state south dakota state and northern iowa but uh josh that northern iowa squad we know always always a good team always a tough place to play in the unidome Uh, what can we expect out of them this year
2: well stingy defense yet again uh, last year they held 11 opponents to 14 points or less so uh that's that's not too shabby to uh to say the least um so I, you know they're going to bring that great defense again um their offense is got some pieces to say uh their quarterback will McElvin, had almost 3000 passing yards a season ago uh, Isaiah Weston was a really good wide receiver as well so um, they've got some pieces they also have one of the best special teams player in the entire country uh, their kicker Matthew Cook no relation he was an all first team player last year in the conference all MVC honors as a freshman um, and then finally they got a Hall of Fame coach I don't think people talk about him enough Mark Farley he's entering his 20th season in Cedar Falls he's got a win percentage, Win 65% of his games. Not bad. He's also the record holder in the conference for wins. His next conference win will be a nice round number of triple digits, gentlemen. 100 conference wins. So there's some really nice pieces back. They have a really good coach. They are one of the best programs not to win a national title, which... It's kind of a backhanded compliment, and the schedule sets up favorably for them. They have North Dakota State at the end of the season. Their final game of the year is North Dakota State, and they get them at home. Um, Their second hardest game is, well, their opener. So if they stub their toe in their opener, they have all year to get that back. By the way, if you hear any squeaking, that's because my beautiful dog is just destroying her raccoon squeaker toy right next to me <laughs> hey that uh, you, you couldn't ask for anything better you, you're getting some you're getting some qt with uh
1: with the dog and uh you're getting some quality time with us here at illegal motion so there i'm excited about this panther defense um you know with uh you know, speaking of tearing up squeaky toys uh jared brinkman omar brown bryce flatter um, all three stars at each level of the defense i i think that you know, with them coming back, I think that bolsters this Panther defense, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do. And then on the offensive side of the ball, you know, Trey Lance was was the story of the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Now it turns over to Will McIlvain, and can he make the case to now be the, the, the star of the Missouri Valley? He finished third in the conference last year as a freshman. Um, he had a 20 to 7 touchdown interception ratio, so... You know, with uh with Isaiah Weston out there, six foot four, uh, catching passes, I mean he had over a thousand yards receiving last year. You you can expect coming from freshman to sophomore year, hopefully that sophomore slump doesn't hit, but you're you're looking at, okay, I have an impressive weapon out there, I have a great defense so I can be a little bit more aggressive and I'm going to improve on those stats and maybe look at look at three thousand yards passing if uh, if the schedule allows it.
0: Yeah, the one other team that I'm really interested here, I should say there, there are two other teams I'm interested here in the MVC. The first of these is South Dakota State, who has been, at least in the last five years or so, sort of, you know, the the second best team in the conference after obviously North Dakota State. They're gonna get Jabore Gibbs back at quarterback and
1: And Pierre he, Strong too, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, and Gibbs was lost last year pretty early on in the season with a knee injury. And he's got a receiver. He had two, recei- two good receivers uh, last year, which he didn't really get to throw to. Kate Johnson is opting out of the season to go to the NFL draft. But look out for Jackson Jenke. Um, he was a freshman FCS All-American last year. And he is an outstanding punt returner. One of the best returners at the FCS level, um, Pierre strong like you mentioned coach he's had back-to-back thousand yard seasons and he could uh you know should they get a full uh even if they don't have a, a full full schedule he's the kind of guy who can easily turn out over a hundred yards a game uh, he's a guy i like a lot there um and as good as the offense is their defense is even better they're returning most of their starters from last year's squad um they have uh, linebacker Logan Backhouse, leading tackler, leading returning tackler, I should say. He had 79 stops last year. And uh, I just think that they are solid at all three levels of the defense. They've got impact players in Backhouse, Reese Wrinkleman at the defensive end position, and Don Gardner out at the corner. They're a team I really like from top to bottom. And if we see North Dakota State struggle at all with some of the inexperience they're going to have, Don't be surprised if it's South Dakota State that rises up to fill in that void. The one other team you've got to take a look at, though, is Illinois State. The Redbirds uh, are obviously, you know, they have to replace uh, James Robinson, who was uh, spectacular, not just for the Redbirds, but also for the Jacksonville Jaguars this past season. As a rookie, he was one of the best stories in the NFL this year. They also lost Brady Davis, their quarterback, but the guy is stepping into his his boots Bryce Jefferson he got in the lineup a lot as a freshman last year and he also has a really good offensive line in front of him led by Drew Himmelman and you know I just think that the Redbirds are going to be a big tough physical team like a lot of these teams in the Ohio Valley are and I think you could make a case for either South Dakota State, um, Northern Iowa, or Illinois State to be, you know, the biggest competition for the Bison going forward. One thing uh, we should say, the Missouri Valley is playing an eight-game conference-only schedule this year, um, and they're starting the early games in the season are being played at uh, at schools that either have domes or in the southernmost part of the MVC and are – moving north as it gets warmer we'll see if it gets warmer so that uh should be you know it should be interesting obviously the, uh, the mvfc uh is one of the strongest fcs conferences year in and year out and i think that we will see a lot of really really high quality football i'm just excited to have some football here josh you, anything you want to mention about any of their schools that we did not talk about
2: uh, well, there is one. There's kind of a, a, a strange team. You don't see this too often. Um, this team that was picked to finish sixth in the preseason polls is South Dakota. Mm-hmm. And they weren't that good last year. They were 500 club, finished sixth place. Yet, for the preseason selections of the, like, all preseason team, they had the third most players selected. Hmm. So... It feels like they're heavy, higher ceiling than that would indicate. And one of the big things for them to do is they were heavily penalized last year, one of the most in the entire country, and their defense was atrocious. But you clean up the defense element, you clean up those penalties, you look at some of the players that they have that were selected for those preseason honors, their running back, their tight end, some offensive linemen, a linebacker, a wide receiver. They've got skill there. If they put it all together, maybe they surprise some people, finish maybe even third in the conference, get maybe a playoff at large bid. I don't know. I don't know what the ceiling is on this team. I just thought that was very interesting when I was doing some show prep to see the sixth place team with the third most preseason honors. That's odd.
0: That is odd. You definitely don't see that. I mean, what what that tells me is that they are sort of your stars and scrubs type of team. You know, they're going to have a, a couple real standouts and then uh some, you know, replacement level players uh elsewhere. So, uh one thing that I noticed is that in and around Springfield, Missouri, uh neck brace sales are through the roof. Have you did you see that, Josh? <laughs> um I I, I I
2: wonder why I, that is.
0: Um I think it's because uh, the Missouri State Bears have a new coach.
2: Now, is it Bobby Petrino's buying a whole bunch of them, or is it based on his reckless driving, everyone in Springfield is buying them?
0: The answer to both of the questions is yes. Very good. And, and he's brought along his son, Nick to be the offensive coordinator as well they played three games this fall and uh they did not look good <laughs> they were 0-3 they got they got uh the, i mean they played oklahoma so we should throw that out and then they managed to lose twice to central arkansas well
2: they get um, swept to the season series
0: that happens <laughs> yeah at the at the home and home uh so this is gonna win
2: the rubber match <laughs>
0: There is no rubber match. they won I mean there is no rubber match. they need to win two more just to get to a I guess a second rubber match in this case. So I'm curious as to uh what happens down at uh you know, their home fields is a plaster stadium, and I think they're just hoping they don't get too plastered there uh, throughout the season. Uh, you know, and for them, they will have to welcome in North Dakota State. And uh, some of the other top schools in the country into Plaster Stadium, so may not be so good for them this season. They're
1: going to they're gonna get plastered at Plaster Stadium, so
0: they're going to need to, um, in order to, uh, in order to survive uh, what is sure to be an, a long, long season. Okay, uh, let's. Hey, Matt, mo- A
1: quick tangent, real quick. Uh, this is some, some news that you would like to hear, um, and you probably already heard it, but uh jim leonard is turning down the uh the packers to remain at at uh at wisconsin so i figured he'd be happy to see that oh yeah dude that that that
0: happened like a week ago
1: yeah i I just wanted to i just wanted to reiterate that and and for our audience i I wanted to let you know that let him know that jim leonard is staying so
0: i i don't blame him i don't blame him at all right there so uh he, he he's making the right decision
1: He's very much making the right decision.
0: So, uh, I think next then we should head uh, eastward to the Ohio Valley Conference, the OVC. Uh, can either of you name the one OVC team that is not playing this spring?
1: It's, uh, I don't even know who's all in the OVC at this point. Uh, Moorhead.
0: Nope. They're not even in the conference. The answer is Eastern Kentucky. Eastern Kentucky will not be playing. So the, the OVC. the we go. The and Jacksonville <laughs>
1: State and TSU is not playing this week. Uh, they're postponed due to weather.
0: Correct. To weather. Um, the OVC is playing a seven-game conference schedule. The teams have an option to play one non-conference mm-hmm. game uh, last weekend, and no one took it up on it. No one took it up. So conference games are actually going to be played on Sundays for the OVC, not Saturdays. So that'll be fun. Um, And so except for Easter weekend, they'll be playing on Saturday during Easter weekend. Uh, OVC uh, has a... Bunch of different teams, but, you know, we've got it starting at the top. You know, you're you're still probably looking at Jacksonville State. Josh, they've definitely been a a power in recent years.
2: Yeah, I I mean, they're the they're the standard for the conference. But what I'm curious about is the feel good story from your neck of the woods. Awesome. P, one of the worst football programs historically in any division. And they were a playoff team last year. Yes, they were. Playoffs. Yeah. That That, that's the storyline I'm most interested in.
0: Well, they don't have their coach anymore.
2: That's true. But was he out there uh, making any throws or having any tackles?
0: True. True. Um, Austin P also has the most uh, preseason all conference players with seven, led by uh, D'Angelo Wilson at, at wide receiver and Cordell Jackson at corner.
2: There we go,
1: yeah. There you I'm, go, yeah. Austin P is uh, their their head coach is almost a decade younger than me. That's pretty scary. Scotty Walden, oh. yeah, young guy, like thirty years old. I'm almost forty. If you if, if you haven't gathered that, if
0: you couldn't uh, if if you, if you couldn't figure out that you know forty is 10, 10 more than thirty. Um,
1: yes, and almost. <laughs>
0: Well, well, let's talk about the Austin P team, especially D'Angelo Wilson. Wilson, back in 2019, when they had the last time in a full season, had 89 catches for 1,564 yards, which was the ninth most catches in OVC history and the second most yards in OVC history. And he had 15 touchdowns. That That's some big, big numbers for... A wide receiver at any level but especially at the fcs level um i think that obviously we're going to look at jackson state jacksonville state and behind zarek cooper at quarterback and expect them to sort of lead the way austin p should definitely be a contender here in the in the ovc but i, I there's a couple other interesting programs here for sure um Josh, uh, Southeast Missouri State, uh, again, they, Simo C- C- SEMO C- C- uh, comes into the spring ranked 22nd in the poll, and I think that they have a lot of really intriguing talent, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball. They've got a pretty strong offensive line. Chai Baker is a really, really nice interior offensive lineman. And I just I kind of like the direction of this program right now.
2: Yeah, I mean I, I got similar vibes from UT Martin as mm. well. This is a team that um, some uh, some outlets had them as high as finishing second, and I saw one publication with Jacksonville actually third to Awesome P and UT Martin. So um, a lot of people are. Look at this league with SEMO, with Austin P, with UT Martin. And, I mean, what, two, as recently as maybe two, three years ago, this was Jacksonville State and forget about the rest. Uh-huh. And this conference has really risen up. There's a lot more depth there. It's a yeah, lot I mean, more interesting race.
1: Yeah, you look at Tennessee Tech as well. I mean, they were 6-6 six and six last year. Got off to a really slow start but came on. Uh Bailey Fisher returns at quarterback. He threw for... 2,600 yards, 21 touchdowns, uh, with uh, completing 61 percent of his passes. Uh, they've got Metrius Fleming and David Gist returning. Gist, Gist, something like that. Uh, that they they combined for more a uh, thousand yards receiving, six touchdowns. Um, you know they, they they got some, you know they got some decent numbers coming back. I mean they add depth to the to to the league. I don't know if they're gonna be in. I don't know if they're gonna be. Legitimate contenders, but they're going to be that team that hey, you 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 better watch out because they'll they'll knock you off. They're spoilers. They're kind of like that middle of the road team that's still kind of you know they could go one way or the other. Uh, they they haven't figured themselves out yet, and and I think that once they do, they'll be they'll be a pretty good program. They just got to get it rolling, and then defensively, Seth Carlisle and Chris Tucker and Ty Carter uh, all return on the defense. Those are the those are the stars for the Golden Eagles. So. They're intriguing to me uh, as a team that could be that team that's laying in the weeds that could come out of nowhere, or they could finish dead last. That's that's this is like the mystery team.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I I feel like it really is at this point. We're we're gonna be looking at Jacksonville State and probably Austin P there at the top, but you yeah. really don't know in this conference because. It's it, the middle class is so big in in the in the OVC.
2: Yeah, I mean Josh uh, cool hit, the, hit the nail on the head with UT Martin too. Question for you guys: The Big South and the OVC have a little bit of overlap. I'm not including the Southland; that's more like Texas and Louisiana. But for this kind of corner of the South, do you like the Big South with arguably <clears throat> Kennesaw State carrying the banner? Or are you feeling the OVC?
1: Well, you also have the SoCon too. That that's like you yeah, have the the big three in the South. With mm-hmm. OVC
2: dominating, kind of like that upper South. Yeah, the but so- SoCon doesn't really have anybody in the in the polls this year. The preseason poll. They're they're usually there, and and they probably. They probably will. I think they will
0: be after a couple weeks. I think, I think we'll they might just sin. have.
2: I think they might just have Monmouth. I might have to correct myself. Yeah, Monmouth twenty one.
1: Yeah, just just hang just hang on to the SoCon. they they're usually they usually get somebody. No, in they're
2: there. they're Big South. Sorry, I'm an idiot. Monmouth is Big South.
1: Yeah, you guys were talking about SoCon.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Wofford
1: usually finds their way in there somehow. I, uh-huh. I don't. I don't get it. Because I've been, we actually went to a coaches clinic at Wofford, and I don't think much has changed since since I've been uh, to the coaching clinic at Wofford. And part of like these like going on these campuses for for coaches clinics is you get to go to practice, and when you go to practice, you get to we talk about practice, man. When you get <laughs> to go to practice, you see kind of like what they're talking about, and like we have clinic sessions. Then they go to their meetings and then they have practice and then we come back after practice and they they have their sessions with us and they kind of like, you kind of see everything they're talking about, which is great. Yeah. So what I noticed Wa- about Wofford is they look like a high school team. <laughs> like, Wofford no lie. And, they Wofford look like and,
2: a high school team. Wofford and Furman were the two SOCON teams ranked.
1: Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I, don't, I don't understand. And Wofford runs a, a version of the of the of spread spread option, where they they go mostly out of split back, uh, twenty personnel or sometimes twenty one personnel, and they just do their thing, and, and it's it's a it, I mean just watching them play is a thing of beauty, and it you know for people to say triple option is not an equalizer, they're creative in how they do it, so teams can't really they have a hard time stopping them, and that's why they're in the playoffs all the time, so yeah. Not, I I guess we're getting into our SOCON preview. Yeah, part. let's just talk about the
0: SOCON. I mean, they're also playing an eight-game conference schedule. Um, and even though the Citadel played four fall games, they were granted an NCAA waiver to play 12 regular seasons in an 11-game academic year. So they will be eligible for the SOCON title this spring after originally being deemed ineligible by the conference. So I'm intrigued about
1: Mercer too, by the
0: way. Well, let's talk about Mercer then. Okay. Well, well, let's talk about Mercer, because I think that there's obviously SoCon always has some interesting, interesting teams in it. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, at the top, at at the top, we've got some really, really good teams um, like Wofford, who's really solid. But let's talk about that Mercer team.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they their team that's. You know, obviously, they're coming in uh, with a little bit more experience than the most. They played three games this fall, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I really like their pass rush. Uh, DeAndre Johnson, uh, in particular, uh, Tyrae Devson. These names are killing me. Um, so I, I, I kind of like the way this defense is, is geared towards that. I don't know if that will work out well in their favor against Wofford. They may not match up well against Wofford, but I, I think overall it's an intriguing option because – you know, football has become such a passing league that you know you've got to have some good pass rushers and you got to have some guys that can that can get there off the edge. And DeAndre Johnson and, and Tyree Devinson are are two of those guys. Uh, also, they bring in Coastal Carolina uh, transfer quarterback Fred Payton. Um, he is uh, he he he. He comes into the mix, but Harrison Frost is also somebody um, that that can get the job done for Mercer. It's it's just intriguing because we don't really know where they're at uh, right now, and and I, I think it's going to be one of those things where Mercer, Mercer is kind of like that Tennessee Tech of, of the SoCon. They're 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 they've got some pieces now. They just got to put it all together. They they've had pieces for a while. They just haven't quite been able to put things together. Maybe this year, with a league that is, I don't say in disarray, but a league that's just looking for a team to emerge and somebody to knock off Wofford, they're a team that can certainly get in the mix, especially with a good pass rush.
0: Yeah, I I think if it's going to be, I think it's going to be Furman. I think that Furman is one of the strongest teams, especially when it comes to the line. I think they have really really solid line play and potentially the best running back in the conference in Devin Wynn. Yeah. And with that, I think that's going to go a long way. I think having having good line play is going to be so important in a season like this because it it, it because If you have a good consistent veteran line especially on the offensive line that has experience playing together you aren't going to be you're not going to get caught up by different kinds of uh you know stunts that can really test your communication that you have along the offensive line and i believe that you know they are returning the most combined starts of any offensive line in the league
1: yeah, and they go, they open up with Western Carolina. That'll be that'll be a, a sporty opponent for them to off to to open up with. But again, they return eight starters, so that that excites me and they they had one of the best offensive attacks in 2019. So, when you bring back eight starters from that, you expect <clears throat> that they're going to be able to to score, score and score and not really have to worry about what their defense does and the defense can just honestly do whatever they want to because they know that anytime uh anytime the offense gets the ball for for the for the paladins that they're gonna probably put it in the end zone they're probably gonna get some points and they're probably gonna run Mm -hmm. it up and yeah
0: what western is is projected to be the worst team in the in the conference yeah that that
1: certainly doesn't help they you know they'll be pesky obviously they've got a few guys that can play uh donovan spencer and, and ty harris on defense uh, pass rusher Jaden Pauling. But I mean they just really don't have much beyond that. They played three games. They got shellacked against Liberty in North Carolina. I don't even know who they played in the third game. It doesn't matter. They got shellacked. And you know, Western Carolina, unfortunately, they're yeah, they're picked to pick they're picked to finish last. Furman is picked to finish at the top, near the top, somewhere in, in, in the mix. Probably it's either gonna be Furman or Wofford gonna be the first team that emerges in the rankings for for the Southern Conference, I, I've got my money on either one of those two teams. Uh, probably Wofford just because they find a way to do it. I don't know. Like I said, it's a mystery. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. Uh, Furman will be explosive. They'll be exciting to watch. I can't wait to see this offense in action. I am gonna get there with my my, my
2: pad, and I will take some notes.
0: Uh, yeah, there's
2: one other team from the the SOCON that I'm very curious about. Um, they finished third last year. Six and six overall, not too impressive, but five and three in conference to finish third, and that's Chattanooga, the mocks. I,
0: I was I was literally about to say, Josh, can oh, I interest nice. you in a new pair of mocks?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, they, I, they just replaced their offensive line coach. I know we talked about that. <laughs> but, uh...
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and they are also undergoing a massive spike of COVID cases. They've already had they are, to, yeah. uh, had to postpone, postpone their game against VMI I this know. weekend because I know. That's... they haven't even been able to have any practices yet.
2: Yeah. their
1: their so, first slate is is uh now Wofford, Wofford twenty seventh yeah. and, and then we, at Citadel.
2: We'll to that. Then at Citadel, then at Furman.
0: Ooh, that is a murderous <laughs> road to start the season, Mike. But
2: decided. here but here's why on paper they're an intriguing team, and why I think they'll be a tough out. They have a very experienced offensive line, they got a veteran offensive line. That is blocking for this conference's freshman of the year in Eileen Ford, who had over a thousand rushing yards last year. They have a fifth-year senior quarterback. I I mean, there's some pieces there. And they looked decent in the fall. They had a scrappy 13-10 loss at Western Kentucky in the fall. I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot to not like about this team, the schedule, the COVID, all that. Um, but on paper, they're also an intriguing team, and we'll see how it plays out. That's why we, it's fun to actually see these teams in action.
0: It's why they play the game.
1: That's why they play to win the... Oh, wait, wrong saying.
0: mm mm-hmm. um, Anyone have any interest in, in Samford or ETSU? Not really. No. <laughs>
1: nah, no. I'm good. <laughs> nope. I mean, S- Sanford was an intriguing team a couple of years ago, but mm-hmm. I, I'm, not, I'm not overly interested in that. I, I don't really care. Uh, I think ETSU is a team that they just haven't been able to get off the starting line. I mean, they came in as a brand-new program a few years back, and they really just haven't been able to – I just feel like they haven't really been able to gain any sort of sustainable momentum. I don't see that really changing. It's a tough conference at the top. Uh, they've got to do something drastic to to get in the mix there. And I just honestly, they, they just need. There's a lot going on there, and, and and they need a lot of help.
0: Well, with it being uh with, with having games back this weekend, uh, gents, we need to get back to some spread formations, and we're really taking shot in the darks now, um, even more formations. so than. Yeah, spread formations, uh, guys. Uh, so with uh, only three three conferences playing this weekend, uh, I got th- I got three games for us to pick. Josh, um, we will start in. Uh, we will we're doing one from each conference. We will start with the MVC. <laughs> oh my uh, god!
2: Give me one second to bring up. Uh... <laughs> ESPN to even see where like these games are being played. Oh, and I got it,
0: Josh. I got all of this. I, Don't you worry. I
2: know, but I, I do better. when I can kind of at least see it and process it for a split second. I did not expect us to do spread formations on some. Gents, it football. was it, it
0: was on it was on the email. Well, in,
2: you know, you expect me to read an email hey, this late at the day. So hey, hey, Josh. You know what? Yeah.
1: pick them like I do. You take off my, the cuff. take my betting <laughs> advice. Yeah. Now, right. I, hey, I I wanna I want my Super Bowl pick. I I took.
2: I took uh, the the bucks and the under. And, yeah, you and me both, coach. You and me well, both. Well, here is a question as I as I get ready. I'm I'm set now, but I was going to pose this question earlier in the show, and I forgot we were doing it. Those nice introductions and jumped right into it. But um, I'll concede it'll be murder for recruiting, and that might be ultimately what makes this a one year wonder. But in terms of the TV eyeballs and revenue. That could potentially be generated. A lot of people have always thought spring football would work, and they've tried it with really crappy pro leagues like the XFL that no one uh-huh. cares about.
0: The Alliance of American Football. Yeah. But
2: college football fans like watch any game. Yes. <laughs> and we do that to ourselves. Like I will watch, yeah, I'll watch a Matt game on a Wednesday. If this gets a lot of eyeballs. Does the FCS consider this in the future?
0: Uh, it's so no. tough because if no. you uh, because a couple of reasons a the draft right any player who has a chance of being drafted is going to opt out.
2: Well, I said it would murder recruiting. So
0: yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to murder recruiting, which is going to reduce quality of play. Right? Yeah,
2: they, they're
1: they're not going to do that. I I think they're going to. I think they might try to find some alternate nights during the week maybe to feature their games kind of like what the Mac does and kind of like what Sunbelt does maybe maybe they go to Wednesday night football I was yeah Tuesday um, night football I could I, football I could see FCS
0: like Tuesday night football um or or,
1: or or maybe they go you know maybe they just tuck in there with the NFL and play on Sundays and try to find that niche audience I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, I, don't, I don't know that anybody could really compete with the with the NFL. But then again, they might get more sets of eyes than they normally would on a Saturday. So um, who knows? But I, I I would venture to say that if if Austin P and and TSU was playing on on a Wednesday night, and I had that or Maxion, I would probably choose that. I mean, I think what was it like opening week every year? There's there's always like a game each night and I catch myself. Well, I can't watch the Friday night game, obviously, but um, I, you know, that Thursday night game, I'm always watching. So may, maybe FCS takes
0: Tuesdays it, it, and Tuesday Thursdays or night. something like that. Yeah, Tuesdays yeah. and Thursdays for for FCS games. Yeah, what I if, wouldn't hate uh, that.
2: What if they did something like uh, college hockey, where you can get drafted but still play your spring football season? Nobody's
1: gonna do that.
0: Nobody's gonna long. do that because the injury risk.
2: Yeah,
1: no, no one. I mean, that that'd be a great rule, but no one would ever. I don't think anybody would do that. Like, do you think Trey Lance is gonna play this year? <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance, because some jabroni could roll up on his leg and. <laughs>
0: That's and, the yeah. Well, also because I mean, of when the also because of when the draft lands, because the draft is it is the draft is gonna be in the middle of the FCS season. You know, it, it's not like the draft, at least with the, with the hockey, when does the hockey draft take place, Josh?
2: Oh, sometime after the Stanley cup. So yeah. Uh, so in a, it's in, in like, it's in year, like, I want to say it's August. like like August. Right. Yeah. Yep. So
0: that's before the hockey season even starts. Right. And so in this case, it, that just doesn't, it, the the NFL draft then would have to be in like June.
2: Perfect. Now, I'm just giving the, food for thought.
0: No, no, no now,
1: now, if I'm a guy, now that rule would be cool for like, if I'm a guy that's looking to put some stuff on film, maybe or. But if you're you drafted,
0: you're not worried about putting stuff on film. You're just worried about getting reps at that point. Like, well, I, I, yeah,
1: I mean, but that, I mean, you know, let's say I get drafted in the seventh round. Let's say I got a whole nother, Let's say I got a whole season. Like, let's say I got like three games left to play that's kind of like an extended preseason where, like, let's say I get drafted by – give me a team. Ravens. Ravens. Let's say say John Harbaugh drafts me in the seventh round, right? Uh, What position do I play? Linebacker, okay? Mm -hmm. So, I get three games to show to really put some more stuff on tape of, like, give myself a chance to, you know, maybe a first impression – albeit
0: but they've already drafted you they've already invested in you see i don't but if you're
1: I, I, listen if you're if you're seventh round pick you're probably true. Gonna if cut you, anyway if, if
0: you're a seventh round pick yeah that's fine but like you're, if you're you're playing a, to like
1: make the team but if you're if you're a first rounder you're not if you're, even playing so yeah if you
0: even if you're like a third rounder you're not playing no like i mean we're talking this is like back of the draft like picks 200 and above kind of stuff is what we're yeah, talking or, about yeah
1: or like if you're an undrafted free agent and, mm-hmm. But NFL teams aren't going to want you to play your college season. They're no, of say, course not. Get your, get your butt to OTAs. And, yeah, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know that that would. I don't know that would make any difference.
0: Yeah, me. I don't. I don't know if it makes any difference either. Okay, that's a circuitous way for us to get to our spread formations. Mm-hmm. First game we're picking, big one in the MVC. South Dakota State three point favorites on the road in the Unidome against Northern Iowa josh who are you taking in this one
2: i gotta be a homer i mean what am i gonna do I'm gonna, i
0: expe- I'm, expect nothing less from me. that's why i North- asked you
2: i'm gonna pick northern iowa i'm gonna be a homer they're gonna ride the defense uh let's let's go crazy let's say take the under as well there's nothing more nerve-wracking than having money riding on an under
0: Ooh, i like it i like it what is our over under for this one anyway I didn't write down what the over
2: is. Watch it be like 17. I Hold feel on. Like that well, if, it,
0: it, it, <laughs> if you vamp for a second and give me another reason, I will let you know what the over-under well, is the, here. Well, the
2: over-under was invented in 1936 by a gambling addict who did I thought it was like invented by Duffy Doherty. Odd scores. And no, so, I invented it. What are you talking uh, <laughs> about? Was that enough uh, vamp? Yes, back?
0: actually it was. Um, <laughs> so the over-under on this, on this game is... Is 42 and a half.
2: Oh, I like that under.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're like a low scoring affair there in the Unidome. Um, yeah. All right, coach, who are you taking?
1: Well, I think Ali Farogmanesh is going to hit some big threes down
0: the. Sh- Wait, <laughs>
1: can you come up basketball? <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> Ali Farouk Manez That is a name I have not heard in a long time He destroyed
1: my bracket That name is forever imprinted in my brain um, It's, it's tempting Coach he pick. went to my high school it, Oh wow Yeah Wow Look at you man Famous yeah, yeah? So you're the you're the second You're going to be the second most famous
2: Alumni from your high school now Well you're definitely going to be more famous it than was. Oliver
0: Martin After his th- the third time he's transferred colleges
2: <laughs> Well, That's true Nate Kading went to my high school.
0: Oh. it's <laughs> a kicker. Kickers don't count. Yeah,
2: that's true. <laughs> Marshall Yanda went to my dad's high school in Anamosa.
0: Yeah, well, uh, Thanks <laughs> that's to Brandon uh,
2: Boykin, I, I lost my top spot for, for my high
0: school. <laughs> well, uh, Marshall Yanda, before that, your dad was probably the best athlete to ever come through Anamosa.
2: Oh, without a doubt. He still has some track records for that high school.
0: Oh, good lord! I have the indoor shot put record at Hanover High School, not but not the outdoor shot put record.
1: I had the record for most sunflower seeds consumed in one baseball game. Matt, I don't know if that counts. Matt, you're like
2: Matt. You're like Drew Brees. You only perform in the dome.
0: It's it's true. It's true. I was a, I was a beast at the uh, at, at the at uh, the Dartmouth at the at Leverone Field at uh, Dartmouth College where we had our home track meets. Good times. Good times.
1: Great oldies. Um, (laughs) To my pick, uh, Northern Iowa home underdogs, I think they're going to have a chip on their shoulder. I think they're going – I think the under is very tempting to pick here too. Uh, It's going to be – I think it's going to be kind of a sloppy game. Uh, But I like Northern Iowa. I think a sloppy game with the under favors the underdog. So give me the give me the Panthers of Northern Iowa.
0: I'm fading both of you on both picks. I'm taking South Dakota State in the over. I I, I don't know why. Just just judging on
1: judging on my performance last year. Yeah, pretty much,
0: pretty much. Um, (laughs) Second game, Murray State at Semo. Semo is a nine and a half point favorite at home. Josh, who are you taking?
2: Well, I mean, what is there to say about <laughs> the Murray State Racers? We uh, did not
0: we did not talk we did not talk Racers in our yeah. in, in our preview. Um
2: the last time I checked, Murray State was a basketball school. So I will uh I'll I'll go the other way and take their opponent. I know it's a big spread, but uh it's at home. We Talked about Semo. They've got some really good players. They're ranked. They're a. I don't know if dark horse is fair because they're like expected to finish in the top three to four of the best conference in college football for the FCS. So I think that's a little unfair to call them a dark horse. But uh, they're a really talented team. So I think they cover at home.
0: Coach. Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm, I'm going with Josh here. Uh, I have no reason to pick against Semo. I think they're. I think they're a very talented team I don't know much about Murray State which lends me to believe that if they're nine and a half point uh road underdogs they're nine and a half point road underdogs for a reason so give me semo
0: yeah uh give me semo over under 51 on this one I'll take semo in the over yeah I can I, like, I
2: just uh, can I just say something on. about Murray State when I mentioned that they're a basketball school can I can I read off what they've done since uh, I'll just go back to my birthday, 1986, they run the regular season in 88, 89, 90, 91, 92, 94, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, 2000, 06, 10, 11, 12, 15, 18, 19, 20. They won the conference tournament in 88, 90, 91, 92, 95, 97, 98, 99, 02, 04, 06, 10, 12, 18, 19. They've made the second weekend or not the second week, excuse me, the second round of the NCAA tournament in 2010 twelve, nineteen for their three most recent out of their six visits. They are one hell of a basketball school. Literally know nothing about their football team.
0: Yeah, they have, they, I mean, as John Morant will attest, they're one hell of a basketball team.
1: I know in 2009 they were setting all sorts of OVC uh, scoring records because uh, Buster Faulkner was the... Offensive coordinator for a season. Then he got then he got the call to MTSU. But um that's about all I know about Murray State to be honest with you. I don't even Razors. know if they have the same coaching staff.
0: All right. Well, let's finish up our our spread formations. Samford, six point favorites on the road at ETSU. Josh, how you feeling about this one?
2: I mean, this is a total shot in the dark. I honestly know nothing. That's about the entire
0: point. Either
2: team. Um, I'm
0: going to
1: Vegas on this one
2: then. What I was it? Nothing about it.
0: Uh, the Sam f- a six-point favorite on the road in Johnson City, Tennessee.
2: I mean, you're getting a touchdown as a home dog? All Or almost a touchdown at all? I'll take that. I'll, I'll go with East Tennessee. What are they? The Buccaneers, Pirates, something.
0: They like? are the Buccaneers. That is correct. Yeah. Bucks. There Bucks. we go. Give me the box, Coach. I'm
2: gonna take. Ve- I'm gonna go with
1: Vegas here and go with uh, go with Sanford as the six and a half point favorites uh, on the road. I, you know, what I said about ETSU is probably the reason why I'm gonna side with Vegas on this one. I just don't think. I just don't think they're there yet. They might. They might prove me wrong, but I just don't think they're there yet.
0: Fun fact: I learned that Samford was in Alabama six hours ago, when I started doing show prep. Uh, I I always thought I always thought for some reason that they were in like Southwest Georgia, and I don't know why.
1: Yeah, I don't know why either.
0: Um, but it's where they are. Either way, I'm taking uh, I, I'm taking the Bucks at home in Johnson City, uh, in an Ugly one. Uh, I think that the Bucks are, you know, nothing special, but Quay Holmes is one of the better backs in the conference, and uh, that's enough of a reason for me to uh, to take him here.
2: You know, Johnson City, Tennessee has a really interesting nickname. What is, is it? it? Tri Cities. Nah, it's the Big Dick of Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> it's not i just made that
0: up <laughs> well obviously <laughs> yeah. they, they, they don't call it dickville for nothing folks so the city
1: of dicks um uh, and because the they call it
0: speedway cock vegas
1: uh <laughs> and they all gathered a warship at bristol
2: motor speedway <laughs> let's see uh do they have a nickname uh yeah Google does not have a nickname for. Uh, oh wait, the city earned the nickname. What is it? Hang on, I found something on Wikipedia. I know people are desperately waiting. The I am.
0: Of- I am waiting with bated breath to find out what the city named for founder Henry Johnson in 1856 is called. It can't be. It can't be better than coming, Georgia. Um, it's a real, it's a real talent that's a there. good one, yeah, Corey. They let you name it for some reason. I don't know why.
1: I, you know, they just—I I, want to—I want a raffle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, want a raffle,
0: and mm. uh, they oh. drew
1: my ticket. So I was like, I was 13 years old, probably just got done watching Beavis and Butt Head. So, <laughs> um, uh, Josh, like, uh, it's it's coming? little
2: it's little nickname or it's nickname by the way is Little Chicago for uh, bootleg activity in the 1920s
0: sounds about right there we go sounds about right well, all right i'll be
1: honest not where i thought you were going with that but uh <laughs> i thought we were thought we were staying in dickville but yeah, there we um anyway i mean it, it's about- sister
0: it's sister city has to be coming georgia that's right
1: <laughs> um so what do you uh, what do you guys think of the Gus bus arriving in orlando by the, What's way? the top 20 job according to him
0: uh I mean... He
1: would have said that about Ball State.
0: I saw someone say uh, Gus is is already the best head coach in the state of Florida.
1: That's pretty funny. I mean, you know, that's not a stretch.
0: Mullen, Norvell, Diaz, and him. And And then Butch. Butch. No,
1: Butch. Butch, I think Butch is the best
0: one. I think Butch might be the best one.
1: Yeah, I think he is. Uh, Because he... Sure as hell ain't Willie Taggart.
0: Well no, he he's the worst coach.
1: It's definitely not Manny it's, Diaz. And
0: it's definitely not Mike Norvell.
1: And it's sure as hell damn Mullen. You take a Heisman trophy winner and you go 8 and 4. Come on, man. He was a he was a Heisman candidate, not a winner. Just so we're clear. Um
2: I know they beat Georgia, but good lord, man. It like how can You, you, do, you don't have, know if he wasn't a Heisman trophy winner. You don't know what he do, did in his dynasty mode.
0: <laughs> that's true that's true i'm just i'm just happy i'm just happy that he didn't win the heisman because i had a i had a bet with someone that if he did win the heisman i had to buy them a uh, a game worn jersey of his and i was not about to pony up that money
1: that's good that's good that, that you you won that one that's that's good so yeah gus bus going to florida uh i going to florida going to central florida um i i loved all the tennessee tweets of like man how can the school we just plucked our head coach from get a better head coach than we did?
0: Uh, because their school isn't using McDonald's bags to pay their recruits. They're at least sending them like down the road to Disneyland to do it. The the Bagman is, <laughs> <laughs> Bag is not the
2: Hamburglar.
0: The Bagman is not the Hamburglar. It's it's Nitro, the mascot. In right.
2: it, it all seriousness, though, I mean, like, Gus had a really good career at auburn and i mean yeah the marriage ended but it partly ended because he was coaching the hardest conference in america and he could only beat alabama so many times
1: for for a for a program that was obviously at the time controlled by the boosters uh and and he just they they were like oil and water man and, and they just wanted him going and uh, he had a couple tough seasons. Uh, not gonna lie, there was some there were some times where it was like, okay, well, the Gus buses ran out of gas here. He's a good coach, just not a good fit for Auburn. I don't know. I mean, he he comes down to the group of five. The dude's I mean, the dude's gonna have some success because uh, he's not he's
2: not walking into a bare cupboard. Your so. only your only worry is, and granted, he went to Texas Tech first, and by the time he got there, he was long in the tooth at the end of his career. But I guess the most recent example we have of this is Tommy Tuberville and his tenure at Cincinnati was mediocre. Yeah. I think Gus mm-hmm. has still got a lot left in the
1: tank. Um, Gus is not Tuberville. Um, guy, that's Gus,
2: Senator Tuberville to you. That's true. Senator <laughs> Tuberville,
0: who doesn't know the three branches of government.
2: <laughs> you have uh, you have the Congress.
1: Uh, and and then you have uh, you have Alden football.
0: Boring. <laughs> when uh, when asked uh, if he wanted to get another shot on, he says, "Yeah, you've got uh, three branches of government: offense, defense, and special teams."
1: Yeah. <laughs> and who cares about special teams? <laughs> All right, can I get the check so I can go uh, go take another job while 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 the while dinner table?
0: Thanks. Oh good lord. All right. I don't know right. why I
1: sound like a fine bomb caller now. Well, I don't think cuz that's what that,
0: you that's what you've always wanted to be, coach. That's well, true.
1: That, I mean, w- when you look at the pantheon of of fine bomb callers, I, I don't think I'm ever going to be number 1. That's a tough tough mountain to climb on that one. Uh but I think I can definitely have a shot at number 2.
2: First time, long time, <laughs> Paul. Well, if that's the quality candidate they're elected in Alabama, I guess I'll just run for governor. Governor South, <laughs> I say I can run for governor
1: in two states: South Carolina and Florida. Dad, go! You know, they, you know, well, you know what they say: they can't, you can't spell F, S, U without free shoes. Wait, I can't say that no more. I'm running for governor. I got to win Tallahassee. I got to live in Tallahassee. Uh, okay, I'm going to go to South Carolina.
0: Oh, <laughs> South Kakalaki. Yeah. Good times, poor, poor gents. Shane
1: Beamer. Poor mm. Shane Beamer. Why?
0: I don't feel bad for him. He knew what he was getting into.
1: I know. I don't really feel. I don't really feel bad for him because uh, it's South Carolina. But you know, there might be somebody on here. We, we might have that one lone Gamecock fan that's like thinks that Shane be- Beamer's like the coolest thing since Betty White.
2: <laughs> Isn't that just Frank Beamer? Yes. There we go.
0: All right, gents. Well, I think that is going to be uh, about time for us this evening. So uh, wait, um, we
2: buried the
1: lead.
0: Hmm. No. Right,
2: so
1: what do they talk do about their off-season program? Uh, talk- no, they
0: didn't
1: do anything, <laughs> anything. No, they haven't done
0: anything. No- want- they haven't done anything notable. I just notable. wanted
2: to beat Josh to the punch <laughs> for uh, for FCS. Should we do a uh, alternate take and bury the lead on Central Arkansas each week?
0: Oh, I like it.
2: I'm, I'm with that. <laughs> uh, I,
0: I'm I'm a hundred percent with that. So, um, gents, we buried the lead. Central Arkansas not playing this weekend, actually. So they got to
2: paint their field purple and silver.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. Now I'm going to enjoy some FCS football now that I've got some time to relax. Down in Florida. That's right. <laughs> what team should I watch?
0: Uh, well, if you're in Florida, FAMU. Oh, no, he would Denver watch FAMU. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what gives you that idea? <laughs> uh, um, are there any other FCS? What other FCS teams in Florida are there outside of FAMU? Josh you are you you you're the man who has all the knowledge.
2: Well, Jacksonville recently canceled their program. The only ones are somehow ones Jacksonville are state, state is in Alabama. Yeah. The, yeah, the Dolphins don't have Stetson? They're in Florida?
0: Yep. Aren't they in Florida?
2: Yeah, they're in Florida. Yeah, Stetson's um, in
0: Florida. Does Rollins so, College have a have a He have ain't a watching
1: bethune Cookman either. Uh,
0: yeah, there
2: Well, I mean, the state has like seven FBS teams, so it's hard to find too many more schools. He's going to. uh...
1: No, he's going to go watch. Not South Alabama, because they're FBS. Uh, They're going to go watch. I don't know. I.
0: The joke's dead. Yeah. Stetson, <laughs> Stetson, Stetson's the only answer. Is that the. Uh... Yeah. It's Famu, Bethune, Cookman, and Stetson are the three in Florida. Well, we can
2: eliminate two. I
0: guess we can. Yeah. Uh, uh, all
2: right. I'm glad I didn't say University of Tampa. They were on my mind, but I just double checked their D2. Yeah. So there we go.
0: And no FGCU. The,
2: no. And uh, University of North Florida, they're, they're D2 as well.
0: Yep. So all right guys. Well I think that's gonna do it for us here tonight on uh, the two hundred and fiftieth edition of Illegal Motion, gents. Happy quarter uh happy quarter millennium. Or, we did it. Uh, we did it. We're there uh, two fifty. 250. Um two fifty one. We will uh check out the rest of the FCS next week.
1: Two fifty one, I'll work on my Joe Biden impression. How about that? Can't be any worse
2: than Jim Carrey's.
0: <laughs> True. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, on behalf of our own offensive co- coordinator, the coach, Corey Burton, in the Music City, and our intrepid blogger from Big Ten Accounting, Josh Cook, up there in the Windy City, this is the professor in Nashville saying so long, and see you next time on the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast.
1: Goodbye. Go Bison.